Today on the newscast, widespread protests continue to spread inside Iran. Is the Iranian regime in trouble or are Iran's ayatollahs preparing a brutal crackdown? Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. Shana Tova to all of my Jewish friends in Israel and around the world as they celebrate Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. Now we've got some very important updates on those massive Iran protests today. Could the regime be in trouble? But up first, real quick, as the Jewish high holidays are now upon us with Rosh Hashanah right now and Yom Kippur and Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, Right around the corner, we are partnering with our good friends at Mayor Panim to help Israel's neediest. Did you know that over 2.5 million Israelis live below the poverty line, including 1.1 million children and one out of every three Israeli Holocaust survivors? Mayor Panim's restaurant-style soup kitchens are providing warm meals to these needy Israelis in a comfortable dining setting. If you want to fulfill the biblical mandate to bless Israel and help Mayor Panim provide Israel's hungry with the food and care they need, just visit mayorpanim.ericstackelbeck.com. Folks, it's a great cause that we truly believe in for such a time as this, so check it out. In the meantime, we have some very serious developments in Iran. We're now on day 10 of widespread protests, which have now touched every province in Iran and spread to some 40 cities nationwide, including the capital, Tehran. Now, according to the Iranian regime, clearly not a very credible source, some 1,200 protesters have already been arrested over the past 10 days. And again, according to the regime, 41 people have been killed, most of them protesters, but some members of Iran's security services, no doubt including members of that goon squad, the paramilitary force called the Basiji that the Iranian regime employs every time there are protests in that country. Now, clearly, again, the Iranian regime, not a credible source. You can anticipate, folks, that many more than just 1,200 protesters have been arrested over the past 10 days. And much more, perhaps, than 41 people killed. Many protesters, no doubt, murdered, tortured, and imprisoned by this regime. How do I know that? Well, history is an indicator. Over the past 23 years, since 1999, we've seen wave after wave of protest against the Iranian regime, with thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. In 2009, even one million Iranians taking to the streets of Tehran alone to protest against this wicked, tyrannical regime. And every time, as the protests spread and they grew, the regime didn't back down and give concessions. They instead tightened their grip and resorted to brutal, brutal tactics. Hey, look no further than the current Iranian president, also known as the Butcher of Tehran, Ibrahim Raisi, Folks, he earned that nickname, that dubious moniker, for a reason, because during the late 1980s, Raisi, many believe, was behind uh, the murder of thousands of Iranian political dissidents who dared to question this regime. Well, 22-year-old Masa Amini also may have dared to question this regime, and her death 
sparked this latest round of protest, arrested by Iran's so-called morality police, among the most immoral people, among a very immoral regime, yet they enforce the standards of the Ayatollahs, which includes women obviously covering their, covering their heads with a hijab, Islamic head covering. Masa Amini, according to the morality police, was wearing her hijab in an improper fashion, and she was arrested, of course. The regime says, well, she had a heart attack while she was in custody. Her family says, no way. She's 22 years old, in perfect health. She was beaten to death, according to her family, and the U.S. government as well, and Western governments are also saying, hey, wait a minute. The regime was behind her death. That is what sparked these protests. And as I laid out for you, look, they are spreading throughout the country. Uh, the regime is getting nervous, it seems, for sure. And now they are threatening a brutal crackdown. Folks, you knew this was coming. This wasn't going to continue unabated and without pushback from the Iranian regime. Again, in 1999, in 2009, in 2019, in 2021, we saw major protests against the regime every time the regime unleashed its goons and, and basically cracked heads. I hate to put it that way, but that's the best way to put it. That's exactly what happened. And the ringleaders of these protests are rounded up, thrown in Iranian prisons and tortured by the regime. That's how it goes. Will this time be different? According to the regime, no. Ibrahim Raisi has threatened a brutal crackdown, the butcher of Tehran, who I mentioned a minute ago. Now we have Iranian officials blaming the United States and saying the U.S. is encouraging these protesters and there will be a, quote, response, according to an Iranian foreign ministry spokesman, a response to these supposed U.S. provocations uh, provoking the protesters against the regime. If the Biden administration is indeed doing that, and sadly, I don't see any signs of any very strong and vocal support from the White House, no surprise. If they were, I would say, bravo, good job, because that's exactly what was missing in 2009 when, again, one million Iranians took to the streets of Tehran. This regime, folks, was teetering during that Green Revolution in June 2009. All the Iranian distance were looking for from the United States and I know this because at the time I was talking to Iranian distance in this country, in the U.S., they were looking for verbal support from the country they considered the leader of the free world. Similar to Ronald Reagan during the 1980s. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. If you talk to Soviet dissidents, the way that speech galvanized them, folks, it was a turning point in leading to the eventual overthrow of that tyrannical communist regime and freeing them from the grip of Soviet tyranny. But Barack Obama took a quite different approach, and he said, quote, we don't want to be seen as meddling. So we're not going to say anything, essentially. And the Iranian people got the message as well. Eventually, the regime cracked down, and the protests kind of petered out in 2009. I saw that as a golden opportunity for this regime to go by the wayside. And now, 13 years later, we're dealing, dealing with the same nonsense, but on an even larger scale and more dangerous scale. More on that in a minute. By the way, these protests have also spread to the United States and Europe, places like London, Washington, D.C. We see Iranian-Americans in this country and, and Iranians living in Europe who detest this regime also calling for the overthrow of the regime and protesting. Okay, before we go, three points where this is all heading. Obviously, a massive development 
when the world's number one state sponsor of terrorism, which is driving towards nuclear weapons, which is vowing the destruction of Israel and the United States, when this regime is being rocked by major protests nationwide, it's a major story that must be covered. Three things to watch for as we move forward, folks. Number one, where do the protests go? Uh, do they grow? Uh, do the Iranian people become more bold? Or does the regime crack down and crack down hard and snuff these protests out as we have seen in the past? If the regime has its back against the wall, it's their backs, I should say, they're not going to come forward with concessions and try to strike some kind of deal with the protesters. The tack they will take is to crack down in brutal fashion, violence in the streets. That's their MO and that's the way they will go. We're watching that closely. Where does this go? Number two, does this affect Iranian nuclear talks? Will anything ever affect them? Will anything ever dissuade naive Western leaders from this disastrous deal? Right now, the deal appears to be on life support for the moment, but I've said like a jihadi vampire or zombie, it continues to be revived thanks to the likes of Joe Biden and Western leaders. The Biden administration and other Western powers will undoubtedly, it appears, go to the negotiating table once again and try to negotiate with the world's number one state sponsor of terrorism and gift-wrapped gift a regime which is cracking the heads of its own people right now with billions of dollars in sanctions relief. Point number three as we close here, does this make Iran's proxies bolder? Hezbollah and Hamas, do they try, in particular, do they try to distract the world's attention from what's going on in the streets of Iran, their, their patron, the Iranian regime, what's happening there? And do they provoke something with Israel to, again, deflect the world's attention? We're in the high holidays right now, the Jewish high holidays, as I mentioned at the top. Hamas has been threatening Israel, threatening Jerusalem uh, during this holiday season. Secondly, of course, Hezbollah, as we've reported here in the newscast, threatening Israel over that Karish natural gas field and threatening war and saying they have their missiles locked on that gas field. Well, Israel is ready to start excavating natural gas from that installation in the Mediterranean off Israel's coast. Could Hezbollah make a move? Again, deflecting attention from the regime in Iran, it is a possibility. Folks, we are watching all of this very, very closely. Uh, pray for the people of Iran right now. They are up against it right now. They have lived under the jackboot of the Iranian regime for 43 years right uh, since the 1979 Iranian Revolution. There's also a growing church in Iran, the fastest growing church in the world. The Christian population there is growing rapidly. Keep all of this in prayer. They really need it right now. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.